<laughs> some um, some timely coughing there. Uh, welcome to episode 191. That's 191. Welcome to the ENS Wolves podcast. The first one of 2021. We are starting with a bang, baby. Patrick Catroni rejoins Wolves. Morgan Gibbs White rejoins Wolves. Uh, who said 2020 was over? We're going back in time, baby. Welcome. Happy New Year, Mr. Joe Edwards. Hey. Hey. What a first few days of, of 20. 2021. It's uh, <sighs> never, never, never boring in the old Wolverhampton city of, is it? it it's, it's quite uh, astonishing, really. Uh, <laughs> things have, uh, things have turned out, but I guess, um, I think the best way to sum it up is perhaps desperate times call for, call for desperate measures. Ooh, and, ooh, and, desperate. Um, well, it, it's you know, the, bringing back Morgan Gibbs White and. And Patrick Cotrano. I don't think Morgan Gibbs Erickson and Patrick Costa, Costa. What are you talking uh, about? As, as, as you say, um, none of us would have visioned that two months ago. But there has been an injury crisis, hasn't there? Um, there there has. Which I think is it definitely plays a part. And ultimately, these two players have got a real big chance to impress. As my cat knocks over the uh, picture frame, um, but. To to impress and to really kind of get themselves back into the into the mix now at Wolves. Ultimately, the onus is on them, and um, I mean, it is good to see them back. I, I I'm glad that you know that that Lowndes aren't exactly you know the death sentences that they were in the past. Now players are coming back and they've got points to prove. Yeah, look, uh, we we all thought that maybe that was the well, I think everybody thought it might have been the end for Patrick Catroni, but. Uh, he has got a reprieve, and uh, we're going to come on to that. We've got loads. We've got loads to, to to talk and to catch up on, uh, Joe. It's an action-packed yeah. show, and I'm looking forward to it. And we're going to speak to Nuno, I think, in in an hour and a half time as well. So on top of that, there'll be plenty of stuff coming out of the press conference ahead of the the match against Crystal Palace on Friday. Uh, well, first of all, mate, uh, you know, Happy New Year. How was your How was it, mate? How was your New Year? What did you do? What did you wear? Uh, did you hang out? Were you at a huge party? Uh, maybe two, two and a half, three thousand of you. Were you in a club? What, what was there? What went down in the in the old Edwards household? Uh, we had a Domino's and we were in bed for half nine, I think. Wow, yeah. you are crazy cat. You are living the dream, <laughs> rock and roll, Joe um, Edwards. Domino's and in bed for half nine. You didn't half... see the new year in? No, didn't see it in. I, I didn't think it was a year that was worth um, kind of giving that. You know, and and in the new year, I didn't think it was, you know, and as we've seen going into lockdown again and all that kind of jazz, I didn't think it was really worth seeing the new year in. And, half uh, nine, half what, nine. What? what why are you seventy? Well, the thing is, I mean, fortunately, I'm out of that position now. I'm not in self isolation anymore. Hey, congratulations! Hey. Oh, I've got Cliff Cliff uh, lined yeah. up here. One second, okay. We, we love we love a bit of we love a bit of cliff. Don't we? Love a bit of cliff, mate. Oh, that's good, mate. So you feeling feeling better then? So, are you? What what did you um? How were your symptoms in the end? What was the worst that you had? Just the lack of taste, but that is kind of it's not hundred percent back there. Mm. But um, you know, I am kind of getting tastes of things now, and I am enjoying my food. So what was you on know. top? What was, what was your pizza topping then? And could you taste that? Um, pepperoni. So you could taste the saltiness of the pepperoni. 
but like right. not not you know you couldn't have the proper the scrumptious cheese or you know the tangy tomato it weren't pro- properly full on but um, mm. yeah, there's my cat again um, but yeah it's uh, it, it's kind of back now and I'm just fortunate that I didn't really have any major symptoms didn't really feel that off you know, I think you know you, you felt a bit lethargic and stuff like that but I think that yeah. is from as much of just being stuck in a house more than en- more than anything you know what I mean I think just being stuck in the house you just want to sleep and do, not do much so um, yeah, I'm glad to be able to go to the game uh, tomorrow, definitely. Yeah, of course, mate. No, no it's, good, it's good to have you back to, to, to 80%, 80% health, mate. That's good. Um, I mean, we, Shay Judah, it was me, me, Alana, mum, uh, just hanging out, really. We got, um, what did we get? Oh, we had Chinese, mate. Oh, saying that, though, there were a few angry people at our Chinese because they took the orders in around, so I phoned it probably because I knew there'd be a lot of people trying to get a Chinese on on uh, on New Year's Eve, as you would, and uh, we took. I think we phoned about three o'clock. Put my order in. Pick up at quarter past eight. You don't want it too early, do you? Well, you might. You might want it at four p.m. Mate, if you're going to bed at nine. But <laughs> so we went about quarter past eight, and uh, got there. And the guy said, "Oh, it's going to be at least another hour and a half. Hour and a half. Hours fuming." So anyway, returned home, came back again. Still had to wait another twenty minutes, but got it. Delicious, mate. Absolutely. Delicious. It was worth every penny. What um, was your m- meal of choice then? It was, um, well, we, we obviously, you know, Chinese, you have to put everything in the middle, don't you? And you have a little bit of everything. So we got... Um, like a set menu kind of vibe. Well, that would be saving money. I, I'd like to just pick and choose exactly <laughs> oh, what I want, yeah, mate. So course, we'll, yeah. we'll go scour the menu. Where. Chicken satay skewers, mate. Um, nice. Chicken and sweet corn soup. Sweet and sour chicken. Oh, there's actually a lot of chicken in this menu. Um uh, some noodles, some crispy seaweed, and some for my favourite. And for me, if you don't get this at a Chinese, I, I don't want to even speak to you. Half a crispy duck and pancakes. Oh, nice. plum sauce. Absolutely mm. magnificent. So did that, finished that off, polished that off, um, did like an escape room board game. Kind of like, you know, obviously I, I like an escape room, but yeah, people yeah, know what do. an escape room is. But uh, we, um, You've done them all, haven't you? Okay. I've done done a lot, mate. Done done most of them in Birmingham, I think. Yeah. So um, this was like a one at home, a DIY one, where you're in like a Japanese restaurant. And you got to do origami and find Alana hid stuff around the house. Me mum tried to work it out within in an hour. It was it was good, mate. It was good. So cool. did that, but um, went on the scales, pal, on uh, January the first. Oh. oh, yeah. This was this was post Saint Lucia and Christmas and New Year. Seven pounds I've put on. Half a stone, man. Half a stone. So I'm back to my... Um, I, I, I'm back on the road. I did six or seven, six or seven miles yesterday. I'm back on the Peloton. I've ordered a Peloton treadmill. Um, I'm intermittent fasting now, so I'm, I'm only eating it between 12 and 8. 12 and 8, yeah. Um, I'm having... I'm ha- Do you have supplements, by the way? No. Okay. So I'm now having... I don't know whether this is excessive or not. Nineteen tablets a day. Yeah, I think that's that's quite a lot. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. So I feel like you should always have some, and I don't have enough. So I've got I have one vitamin C, one mm. vitamin D, one zinc, yeah, one magnesium, six fish oils. Although that's two, two, two throughout the day. Six collagen for your skin. And three turmeric for anti-inflammatory. Now, people who are probably better 
more and more in shape than me in this podcast, or were listening to this, might think I'd be interested to see to hear your thoughts of whether I've you know whether that's a good thing to have as almost like you know to get your vitamins and minerals in, or I'm just a pillhead. I don't know, one or the other. Be interesting. Send in your thoughts to uh, Nathan Judah at mnamedia.co.uk. Is Nathan Judah a pillhead? The that pillhead. Is. The pillhead. <laughs> might, might be the the, the title of uh, the the podcast one nine one, but then it might people might assume it's a. Uh, it's about a wolf's place, I better not, mate. I'll play no. it safe, I think. Something, something along the lines of pizza and pasta or something boring like that. Yeah. Uh, right, I mean, look. Patrick Catroni, mate. So, a reprieve. And probably okay. the first, as, as you tweeted out earlier on, and we've had stories you know, throughout the week about you know that this might happen, that there were undercurrents of this happening. But I think nobody thought, especially the turnarounds, caught everybody by surprise this morning, I think, when it's come out that, he, that he's gone, you know. You would have thought that maybe there would have been a little bit more of a build-up to it, but he is back. He's back at, at Molyneux on the way back to... Well, he's back at Molyneux. And, uh, look, it hadn't worked out for him. It hasn't worked out for him when, he, when he's gone back to Italy. He's gone back to Nuno, and circumstances have it that he could have a, a fantastic opportunity to try and resurrect his Wolves career, Joe. He has, and... Ultimately, he's a player that's coming in with a with a point to prove, and we we spoke about that. And I, I mean, in my in, in my eyes, I, I would still like to see somebody else come in, really. But mm. from the from the club's point of view, I'm guessing they're looking at it as rather than getting somebody in on loan on a short term solution, as seems to be, you know, if, if they're going to do something, that would be the what they would do. Yeah. Rather, rather than getting somebody in and getting somebody else's player, another club's player, to get them in on loan, get their confidence up and get them scoring goals. Mm-hmm. They're trying it first. With, with Patrick, a, a player that ultimately is their player, they had the power to call him back. I mean, we didn't think that he'd ever play again in the Wolf shirt, but I mean, I guess you can never rule anything out in football. And ultimately, he's their player, and he, even if it means only him coming back in for a few months, scoring a few goals, and then eventually selling him in the summer, you know, that could benefit them and, you know, get, you know, at least a few million more than they would have done otherwise. So it's, um, I think it makes sense to have their own asset and try and get the best out of him and then see what's going on. I mean, it, it, it perhaps isn't the most exciting for everyone. I think Catrone is, of course, well-liked among the fans. And, you know, his, his effort his effort was never in question, really. It was just whether, he, you know, he's settling in and, and his playing style perhaps not being the best suited to, to what Wolves were, were doing at the time. But... Again, it's a second chance, and it's a bit of a change of tack for Nuno. Because, as I say, in 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 previous years, I mean, if you've gone out on loan under Nuno, that's it, really. You, you you're done for. And it was a bit different with Gibbs White because we thought, well, he'll probably come back, and because Nuno rates him so highly, but we could try and it was definitely more so a case of him going away and probably never being seen again because he was supposed to. Kind of, it was it was thought that it was an obligation to, to buy for Fiorentina at first. Very convoluted transfer, and then there was, I mean, reporting Italy that it had changed from an obligation to a a redemption option or something like that. But I think the crux of it is that he was supposed to make a certain number of starts for it, for an auto, for a permanent deal to be triggered. That put Fiorentina off, and then hence you see him on the bench every week this season. 12, 12 sub appearances, mm-hmm. now starts, now goals, of course, which is the concern for a Wolves fan. 
But if you look at his minutes, uh, I think as one of the listeners has pointed out in one of the questions or what a, in a reply to one of my tweets this morning, he's only played 185 minutes yeah. in, in Serie A this season, which is you know the equivalent really to two games. Mm-hmm. So two games without a goal isn't the worst record in the world. I know he's not exactly been prolific either for Wolves or Fiorentina in the last couple of years, but... But it looks worse than it is if you're looking at his stats on a, yeah, you know, from and, a soccer-based was, point of view this season. And that was the case when he was at Wolves. Remember, we, we were speaking about mm-hmm. it at the time and he had a better goal-to-minute record than a lot of other strikers in, in the league at the time when he was at Wolves. So, um, yeah, it's it's an interesting one. We'll have to see what happens. But um, ultimately, as he put it on Instagram, I think it was, the, uh, the pasta merchant, <laughs> he's back. Did you uh, second chances, Joe? You ever you ever given an ex girlfriend a second chance? No, you ever take anyone back? You ever split up and take anyone back? No, I've not. I've not really got like a. I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, you've got a checkered history. I I haven't. In the old Wolverhampton <laughs> scene, mate. I haven't really. I don't, in Faces I, Nightclub back in the I, days, I'm I'm sure there were a couple. Maybe you forgot that you went back, but you were like, oh, I didn't realize I'd do in the first in the first instance. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's um, no, no, not me. Maybe maybe you. Yeah, I'm, I'm married yeah. to someone different now, mate. Never never work never <laughs> works out. Uh, second time around. No, I mean, look, I I I, I didn't mind Catroni. I you know I, I think he got a bit of a bit of a rough end of the stick, and uh, you know I think a lot of people really thought that he didn't really get a chance under Nuno. Look, I wonder if Nuno's had to swallow a bit of humble pie as well to get him back. Like you say, circumstances will have changed, but. Um, if this means that the uh, the striker search is over in January and they want to get someone in, I mean, we were talking about them getting someone in at the start of January, hopefully. But you make a good point when you say that, look, it's not worked out, but Wolves have paid 16 million quid for this kid. And it's almost a, not a win-win, but if he scores goals and you want to keep him in the picture next season, great. He's a Wolves player. If he, if he does okay, you're only going to improve his value, you'd have thought, um, on the on the open market, and why 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 get a, a Divock Origi on loan if he scores seven or eight goals, and then and then you know Liverpool are benefiting from it, and and they can flog him in the summer after he he regains his spot in in the Belgium sign or whatever, and go to the European Championships. Why would you sign Josh King potentially if he you know if if Bournemouth want a ten million pound fee, but he's a free agent in six months? So you know there's all these different situations that you've got. Plus, do Wolves really want to get into a bidding war when? We, goes on record that it's it's likely and we've said it for a long time now that there'll probably be a mid table finish and, and that's fine with, with what's going on in this current environment that that you might as well bring in the likes of, of Patrick Gutoni and Morgan Gibbers White as we'll go on to in a minute into this fold, into this setup when they are struggling for injuries, when they are struggling for form as well. And they might need a spark and they might need someone different and they might need more more bodies on the pitch on the training pitch as as Wolves put out the statement yesterday. And uh I don't mind it, mate. I, I don't mind it. And I think that if you look at Fabio Silva, and I think Fabio Silva has done fine. He's going to have some decent games. He's going to have some games where he's a bit anonymous, as he was at Brighton, actually. Um, but this probably gives him, if the, again, if, the, if Wolves do not, and, and we're not ruling this out, go in for another striker. But if they don't, as it looks likely at the moment, then Fabio Silva's got another chance because Catroni will, will come in and start and pro- eventually, but but Silva will fancy his chances as well and it doesn't completely negate him to a to a bit part role for the rest of the season either. Yeah, I mean, the, the, 
the, the main thing really with Gibbs White and Catrone coming back is that while they neither of them really set the world alight in the Premier League previously for Wolves, they've at least played in the Premier League for Wolves and know what it's about. I mean, you look at the bench for the last few weeks. You know, you've only really had Hoover and. On there, that's really well. He's only played like one game anyway, either. But you've got the, you know, Corbiano, uh, Perry, Cundall, mm-hmm. Richards. Mm-hmm. I think Marquez was on the bench, was he for for one? I mean, yeah. that they've not played a Premier League game between them, and having them on the bench is really, you know, as well as it, it's a good experience for those young lads. It's literally, you know, really to make up the numbers, and. So at least with a with a Gibbs White, with a Catrone, you've got somebody, you've got players there who know how Nuno operates, know exactly what he wants to do, and how he's so organised on shape and his managing style, his philosophy, and you've got players who at least know the league and have at least some sort of experience of it. I mean, we we saw players coming, didn't we, over the summer? Without Premier League experience, and and of course they take a little bit of time to to adjust, and a lot of them are young players, and like somebody like Sylvia, you're going to get an inconsistency, a bad game, a good game, bad game, good game. With Gibbs White and Catrone, yes, again they haven't set the world alight, but at least they know what it's about. And when 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 you're midway through a season, you're in you you know you're in a difficult spot. At least you've got some familiar faces there. To, to, to call upon, and I think it makes all the all the sense to to have brought them back. Really, you know, neither of them. I mean, Gibbs White was enjoying time at Swansea. Then he had that foot injury, which kept him out for a few months. He's only recently returned. I think, you know, in an ideal world, he would have carried on playing there for the rest of the season. Come back really renewed. Catrone um, was was getting it. It was benefiting no one. Him being at Fiorentina wasn't benefiting Fiorentina. Him nor Wolves. So getting back and uh, take it from there. So uh, you've got two players there that ultimately the, the, it's of more benefit to have them back at Wolves, uh, especially given the the injuries that we've seen recently. I mean, unprecedented under Nuno that uh, get them back in and give them an opportunity because the onus is on, the, on 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 them now. They, they could really transform their Wolves careers. Yeah, I think Catroni has gone on record saying that he's he's looking forward to Pentandori and forget about the pizza and pasta when he returns. Um, oh, well, a few, it's Fiume, isn't it? In um, in Compton, that's where they all go. Fiume. Oh yeah, yeah, Fiume, and, Fiume, and, place and, to be. And that's, an, and that's an Italian restaurant, so I mean, Catroni will be absolutely loving it back there. <laughs> it's all the management. Well, not at the moment. I'm sure they're closed. Uh, plenty yeah. of takeaways going on at Fiume. Fiume yeah, takeaway yeah. for for one. Uh, on Morgan Gibbs White, let's move on to Morgan Gibbs White. Um, I think you kind of raised that point just just at the end of uh, your little monologue there, Joe, about him <laughs> having a serious uh, and it was a serious injury, pretty serious injury. I mean, out for months, that, that, that's a pretty major injury. So to bring him back and to bring him back into the fold, you know, you're looking at someone like Catroni who's only had 180 minutes of football, and then you're looking again at, at someone like Morgan Gibbs White who's, who's been out for for two or three months as well. So these aren't guys who are who are who are probably match ready and match fit and ready to go back in. Anyone who's coming back from months layoff is going to take time to get back into this. So don't expect to see Morgan White starting from the off anytime soon. I wouldn't have thought. I know he's back in full training, but but you need to ease someone in, and they might need a I don't even know a twenty three a games going on at the moment. Probably not, are they? Um, I think there but, might be. I think there might okay. be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, you, they're going to have to have a bit of game time 
at least behind the scenes, maybe some behind the closed doors friendlies or whatever they need to do to get ready because it, you can't just pull someone in from, from nowhere in obscurity and, and then expect them to start and, and them to produce, can you? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think Gibbs White came on for 10 minutes last weekend for, mm-hmm. for Swansea, something like that, 10, 15 minutes. And, uh, and I think Steve Cooper was saying afterwards, oh, great to have him back. We can't wait to have him for the rest of the season. I mean, yeah. obviously things, <laughs> again, change very quickly in football. Mm. But um, I think, you know, we'll get it confirmed by noon hours to uh, Catrone a bit later on, whether he's eligible yeah. um, for, for, for tomorrow night against Palace. But it, 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 it's, it's understood that, that Gibbs White is... So I'd imagine he'll be on the bench, and mm-hmm. I'd, I'd imagine if if Catrone is eligible, then then he'll be on the bench as well. Um, whether they'd come on with five ten minutes to go, just to kind of get them, you know, back into the back into fitness and back into you know, kind of getting in towards the patterns of play again after a you know a year out in Catrone's case and you know six months out in um, in, in Gibbs White's case. But Gibbs White, I mean, this is a player that <coughs> Nuno since day dot has rated ever so highly and you know it, it's been it's been difficult at times to see what Nuno was seen to be honest I mean it, there's been a lot of times where he's flattered to deceive in a wolf shirt and looked a bit style over substance and he's obviously had his misdemeanours as well I mean the the, 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 lock, the lockdown break in I think it was about May time June time mm-hmm. and and you know the, but had they not believed in him as much, I think there would have been a harsher punishment. I mean, he, he kind of just had a slap on the wrist in the end. Yeah, it, he's a player that they really believe in. You ask any Wolves player about, you know, who, who was one of the most gifted players, they'll all say Gibbs White. They they all think that he's really talented, and it's a chance for him to put that into practice now. I mean, five months at Swansea, I think it was. Five appearances in the end, a goal. I think a few man of the match awards. He, 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 you know, they're really disappointed to see him go. That, that I mean, it's a bit unlike Catrone and Fiorentina, where both parties weren't benefiting, but Swansea were benefiting from having him in the fold, even if he was injured for three months. They were really excited to have him back and have him back in the team and push for the second half of the season. But it's not to be. So he has at least been to Swansea and made a good impression. And even though three months of it was, would have been spent on the sidelines, maybe that's that could be the making of him as, as a person as well. I mean, he's been at Wolves since he was eight, nine. Um, so to have a change of environment for a few months, I think will have really benefited him. And uh, again, the onus is on him now to to start fulfilling that potential because you know it's all good having potential and oh he's got great potential. But there comes a time, especially when you're Gibbs White and you've been in senior football ever since the age of about sixteen. Um, to start fulfilling it and uh, this second half of the season presents him a massive opportunity and perhaps one that he didn't expect so he's got to seize it now yeah um, look I've gone on record before before he went saying that uh, I'm not a huge fan of Morgan Gibson White I haven't seen I haven't seen what a lot of people who rate him yeah. I don't get it. I haven't got it. I think he's been disappointing in a wolf shirt uh, and he's a young lad and he's gone to Swansea he's obviously done very very well in the championship and the Premier League is is a completely different grade, being a massive step up uh, for me. But he has got the chance to prove people like me and the fans wrong and to show what he's made of. What I would say to that is he's going to probably get a run in this team, Morgan Gibbs-White. And what might help him 
is that the fans are not in the stadium. Yeah. And the fans can quite... Well, we're kind of on his back, I think. I think that's fair to say. When he when he was in, they were starting to turn and there were a few boos and there were a few frustrations. And, and for a young lad, that can affect a player. So the fact that he's going to have this, this the remainder of the season, and if he plays well, and if he doesn't play well, he's not going to be in the starting lineup. But if he plays well, and he hasn't got that pressure of a full stadium and... And, and a frustrated bunch of supporters who aren't winning games and aren't in that top seven or eight, that, that could actually really help him going forward. And if it does, then you've got a brand new player and a fantastic youngster and, and an English youngster going into the next season, obviously signed a new contract. If it doesn't, Joe, and he doesn't take take this opportunity, then I think that you would have to say... With next season and, and and you know a fruitful summer, hopefully the transfer market and this real push for for European football and this top six and and hopefully better for next season, which everything's geared up to be, and I think the hierarchy are pushing for that next year. Then then I think his time would be would be potentially up as as a as a Wolves player. I, I think you're not going to get if you if you're if you're if you're Morgan Bazoir and you're getting 15 games or 12 games or 13 Premier League starts between now and the end of the season and you're still where we are now, then I think that's that's kind of curtains for me. Yeah, I think we've said it with you a few times. I think back in the last season we said, oh, it's, 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 it's pressure time. And I think, you know, even before that we'd said it. But I think this time around it really truly is make or break. And... Is, is, this is the best chance I think that he'll have to really prove his worth. I, I mean, you've seen Wolves play a, a four-two-three-one system, um, haven't we? Recently, and we've seen Vitinho in that in that ten, if you like. Vitinho's a player that I don't know. I, I got a bit of stick for giving him a six against uh, Man United, um, but for me, I mean, you know, the prerequisite of a player in that position is to pick out a pass. And he, he did that, and he looked quite tidy on the ball, but at the same time he wasn't a goal threat, and he was quite anonymous. And then at Brighton, I, I forgot he was even playing to be honest. Yeah, he struggled at Brighton. Yeah, I, I didn't even notice him at all. So the, I give him a bit more credit for Man United, but it's, it's all about yeah. perspective. I, I, th- I thought he did. I thought thrown into where Old Trafford away. I thought he was tidy. Like you say, yeah. I don't think he was threatening to extend, but he didn't put he didn't put much. Much of a foot wrong for me, but then you get that chance at Brighton, and, and I think him and, and Fabio actually were, were both pretty anonymous on the day. Yeah, maybe I'm a bit on the harsher side for, for United, but that, I mean, having watched it at home, maybe I didn't get the same perspective, of, you know, and stuff. But I think that if you're going to play that four, I think Gibbs White is as much as a candidate to, to fill that role as, as, as Vitinha is, to mm. be honest, uh, especially with Pedence being out for. A, for at least a few more weeks, as as as, as part of the uh, club injury update, which was a surprise again, uh, to have such a kind of a of an open injury update. But, yeah, well, uh, let's, let's let's talk about Pedence because that's a big blow, isn't it? Really, um, from you know coming on at Manchester United, and I think it took us all by surprise that he wasn't. I mean, I'm sure if he was fit, he would have started at Brighton, and it's a shame because that Brighton game I think would have been perfect for him. Yeah. Actually, looking at the way that things went in that in that game. Uh, we're out for a few weeks, and that might have forced you know, Nuno's hand again with um, with Gibbs White. But that's that's a real blow, isn't it, for Wolves? It is. It is. I mean, aside from Neto, he's probably been the best player 
this season. Mm-hmm. I, I think Neto has undoubtedly been the uh, the standout. Uh, I think by by a, by a distance, actually, when, when you can when you consider all the games, I think he's been absolutely superb, and he's got to be a shoe in for um, you know contention player of the for season the, for young player of the season, definitely. That's a player right. of the season for Wolves. Well, player of the season for Wolves, but I mean young player of the season oh, for PFA a, 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 yeah. across the across the Premier League. But well, they'll give it. They'll give it to some. Well, they'll yeah, they'll give it to some sure. 20, 25 yeah. year old who still yeah. classes as a young player. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, give it to um, Sterling or, or Rashford or someone. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he he's been fantastic. Pedence has probably been second, and he. It is 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 crucial really in both systems, either the three at the back or the four at the back. But him being out, I think definitely factors into to bringing Morgan back, definitely. And and Vitinha, you know, he's a player that I don't know if he is in the long term would be more of a of a central midfielder. I, I, he doesn't necessarily strike me as a real attack minded midfielder. He's tidy, he can make passes in the final mm-hmm. third, but I don't know if. His long-term future lies in in proper central central midfield, even though he's not the biggest. As where Gibbs White, I think he's more of a player who wants to play forward. Of course, his goal record's not great, his assist record's not great, but um, hopefully that can change. And um, he does strike me as more than as more than number ten than than Vitinha really. And if they are going to play that four-two-three-one system. Mm-hmm. Now, if Gibbs White can get in and, and 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 stake a claim and have a good, good couple of performances, that could really be spot to lose um, in, in in a few weeks, which is which is crazy to say, but that, that's just how, the, how things have gone. Yeah, and uh, look with with Daniel Pedenta's injury, that gives another opportunity, I think, to, to someone who's been in and out this season, Adama Traore, who, who had his best game uh, without a shadow of a doubt against Brighton, um, and with Pedenta out with. You know, he's, he's probably got that right hand side, Neto on the left with with someone like a Vitinha or or Mungim's White play, playing, you know, just in behind a Fabio Silva or Patrick Cotrone at this moment in time, Joe. <laughs> yeah. So so you know, I, I think I think someone like Traore, hopefully his confidence has been built up. You know, he, he put in a put in a nice cross. Uh, obviously, obviously, you know, in a stink. Um, who was it? The left back who had an absolute stink. I've forgotten his name. Burn, now. Dan Burn. Yeah. Dan Burn. Complete, I mean, I, I don't complete know, mismatch, Completely yeah. killed him. But you know, people say, well, it's only Dan Burn. Well, yeah. But if you remember, you know, last last season it was completely different. Actually, Dan Burn had the better Adama Traore. Yeah. So the fact that he 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 ran, he, you know, he got the penalty. He he looked he looked like the player that we remember last season. And if you have him. Starting and you have him, you know, full of confidence, then that will be cliched, of course, like a new signing. So that that was a good sign um, for players coming back, Joe. And you've talked about this this injury update that Wolves put out, which was an interesting one, actually. Like you say, it's unlike them to do that, but maybe uh, maybe they felt they had to put something out with the situation, with maybe they knew what was coming, and uh, and that's fine. I mean, it's great. I mean, we'll welcome it. Welcome some um, some injury updates from the camp. Um, I guess that the, the the most exciting news, and I say exciting, but you've got to temper expectations, of course, is that Raul Jimenez is is doing some light training, um, and this is just fitness based, and it's a long road, and they emphasise a long road to recovery. I still don't think that we'll we'll, we'll see him until next year. Fingers crossed, we'll see him next season. But there'll be a few people, Joe. I'm sure asking today, just bringing Catroni back mean that if they don't sign a striker that maybe there's an outside chance that we might see Raul Jimenez this season. It's it's one for Nuno to potentially answer, but I don't think they'll be they'll be drawn into any kind of timetable, will they? 
No, I don't think so. I think it's it seems fairly kind of safe to assume that they won't be with him for the rest of the season. Oh, I think even if he even if he did recover, that would be, you know, what was it? End of November. It happened end of October. So it yeah. would be just six, at the end of November. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, twenty yeah, like eighth so or twenty ninth. Yeah, I think so. Like six months. That would be pretty quick. Um, I mean, I know Don Goodman did recover in that kind of time, but even if you're recovering by then, that would be, what, May? Mm, so, mm. you know what I mean? I, I, I think even best-case scenario, it's probably a case of, you know, getting him in, involved in pre-season training, ready for sure. the next yeah. Yeah. Uh, season. So, I don't think it, it's necessarily to do with that. I, it just seems, with the Catroni situation, mm-hmm. it looked like... From hearing at the start of the week, is where the answer a couple of months ago was no, he's he's, he's not he's not coming back. And it, there was even a even how convoluted the transfer was. It was almost even a belief that he was Fiorentina's problem. He weren't even Wolves' absolutely problem, yeah, yeah problem to sort. It was like, well, we're going to get the money from Fiorentina regardless. So if they want to sell him on, then it's it's their concern. But obviously, that's not how it's how it's played out. But um, Catrone now, rather than having a look in the market and then using him as the recall option. They've kind of done it the other way round now in that they've got Catrano back. The onus is on him over the next few weeks and then I think they'll have a look and see whether it's worth getting somebody else in come the, come the end of the window. Um, I mean, really, I think, you know, for fans, I think it would have been more exciting to see a new face. Um, but again, just looking at it from the club's point of view, I, I reckon the, the big thing on their minds is why should we develop a player for somebody else to benefit off as where we've got mm-hmm. somebody here that has a point to prove and, that, and that's the big thing he's, he's coming in coming back in I know he didn't settle in England the first time around he didn't get a, a great grasp of English didn't really have much, there's not really a, an Italian contingent at Molyneux and much Italian speakers but he's, he's eager and he's he, it's not gone to plan at Fiorentina I spoke to John Richards earlier on in the week and for an article that actually I don't think we'll see the light of day now because he was saying he understands them having a backup option for Catrani but of course they've called him back now but nothing worse as a striker than not playing games when you're fully fit he's been in that situation at Fiorentina for at least six months and he will have been so frustrated and so annoyed at his situation so hopefully he can use that frustration and that anger in a positive manner, back at Wolves, I think, I think he did say a few things that kind of raised a few eyebrows when he left. I think he mentioned that Nuno has his favourites and stuff like that, and you know maybe and he, that could have soured things slightly. But football's football, and bridges are never really burned. And uh, he's back, and the the, the pasta merchant <laughs> hopefully can uh, use that frustration and that fire and that. Anger, if you like, from his time at Fiorentina in a positive manner, at least get Wolves a couple of goals and and help in the in the goal scoring ranks for the rest of the season. There, yeah, it's an interesting narrative. It really is, like you say. You know, I mean, he was bombed out pretty quickly and pretty ruthlessly by Nuno. Um, took everybody by surprise. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I don't, I'm quite happy with Catroni speaking his mind. You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't mind that from a player. I'd be pissed off as well. You know, if I if I've been bought for 16 million, I've, I've not really had a look in, and then, and then I'm bombed off back to Italy. Uh, you know, I think he's changed agents since then. I think his family is agent now. You know, it's a, uh, it's interesting, and uh, I'm, I'm a little bit excited. Not excited. Yeah, I am. I'm a little bit excited yeah, to see yeah, how this yeah. works out, Joe. Um, 
I, I think it's a smart move by Wolves. I think it's a smart move. They, they've got... End of the day, they own Patrick Catroni. <laughs> now we understand they still own Patrick Catroni. <laughs> yeah. uh, go for it. Go for it. The way this season is going, if they were fifth or sixth, Joe, and they were pushing and, and they've still lost Raul, then, then it's a completely different story. But I think the way things are, and it's not what a lot of fans want to hear, and I'm sure it's frustrating a lot of fans, but uh, I think that this is a, a very smart move by by all parties. I, I really do. Um, just to, before we go on to questions, Joe, a couple, uh, you know, we talked about the injury update. Uh, Willy Bolly, Leander Dendonka, where where are they at this at this stage? So Leander Dendonka's back in training, full training, which is which is positive news. And I, I think yeah. you could argue that he's been the biggest, well, aside from Pedens, but I, I think you could argue that he's been the biggest miss over the past month or so. Um, I mean, Bolly, yes, of course, he's a miss at the back, but the defensive record, even with him in the side, wasn't brilliant. Yeah, you know, he wasn't he wasn't the Bolly of old, if you like, just mm-hmm. in the weeks before his injury. Um, but Dendonka's back in full training. Bolly's hoping to be back in full training. I'd, I'd imagine around now, but maybe a little bit too soon for Palace. Maybe he could be involved against Everton. Yeah, um, Marcel is still uh, not not ready. Um, I mean, Marcel seems a player that you know. It's just cut. I mean, how I mean, how, how how long how long is his deal? It's two years, but I mean, yeah, it, that like, I mean, he, he's he spent. He's come with an injury record, and he gets injured at the end of the yeah, day. He's, he's spent as much time on the sidelines as as he has on the pitch, hasn't he? So far, perhaps even more time on mm-hmm. the sidelines. Um, and then so they got him, Bolly, and then obviously Johnny. Um, it should be back in full training, team training soon. They say. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's quite a loose term, but I'd imagine, you know, February March would yeah. be a, a time where he could be, you know, in which real was bang on schedule as what we initially what we yeah. what we initially yeah. assumed, weren't we? Yeah. So he's, he's, I mean, he's he's been doing so much rehab work in the gym. He's an absolute monster in the gym. I mean, you've only got to look at him to see. He's, he's oh, those like, thighs, baby! Yeah, his dedication. He's, he's brilliant. And then Jimenez, of course. You know, early steps on the on the on the long road, but um, yeah, if they can get Dendonka back mm-hmm. for Everton, I think that's the focus. I mean, they can that'd be get... huge, absolutely. Maybe, maybe even maybe fifteen, maybe maybe come on last fifteen, last twenty uh, against Palace just to yeah. get a bit of a, a feel of the turf and and to get back into it with hopefully an an eye on Everton at home on um yeah, on the Tuesday. Definitely. Absolute worst case scenario, you know, ready for for the big game against Albion the following Saturday, Joe. <sighs> God, yeah, it is a bigger. Oh. Christ, it is a bigger. Oh, I'm a bit nervous about that one, but we'll come on to that later <laughs> on. That'll be one for next week. Um, okay, right. So we take some questions from the beautiful people who I forgot to put a tweet out. So um, I was worried with the 15 minutes to go, but uh, there's, there's about 40 comments in there because because they're great, because we love them, because that the starting 2020 with a bang. Uh, so uh, let, let's go on. Let's go on. Here we go. Um, Steve Wolf in Bristol says, "Who is the better long-term prospect, Vitinha?" Or Morgan Gibbs White. I mean, just Vitinia and uh, and there's another question. I'll give you the question as well. Paul Mansell says, "Ain't Nuri or Vinagra or neither." Um, there's, there's a few people. I mean, Ain't Nuri and and Vitinia obviously on loan. <sighs> Can you see either of them, you know, being signed for twenty million quid at the end of this season at this moment in time? I've got to say no. No, not at the minute. Not at the minute. Now, I think you know that's a lot of money. Um... And I think you'd say that twenty, with Johnny coming back, yeah, Marcel's injury record is is questionable, but perhaps he could be the backup while Johnny is 
is properly back because if you if you got a fully fit Johnny again, then you want to play him, didn't you? Week in, yeah. week out because of yeah. how brilliant he is. He's been sorely missed. Um, so spending twenty million on the left back, if you got those two, I don't think he's that wise. And then Vitinha, again, I'm not quite sure what he is yet. I don't. He doesn't really strike me as an as an attacking midfielder, and I don't think as 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 kind of not impressive as they've been at, at, at times, the likes of Neves and Martinho, while Dendonka's been missed. I don't think he's really going to upset the apple cart in there too much either. So, um, it, it, again, it, that, those are players that have got to kind of show their worth over the, over the next f- three or four months to decide. But at, at the moment, if, if, if the season ended tomorrow, then I'd say... Uh, Invest your money in other areas. Yeah, I mean, I know young kids, and you're gonna like a lot of them. You're gonna get up and down performances. I think when you've got a squad so young, that that's what you're gonna get. Uh, I thought he was very good against Manchester United. Actually, uh, him and Hoover yeah. down the the left and the right. I thought he did, he did fine. And then you you think, okay, yeah, I could see this guy. But then you, you know, a few yeah. days later, you play at Brighton, and he's again. I thought he was poor. So. That's uh, yeah, up, an interesting yeah. one. Yeah, he just, just, yeah. just bows hot and cold. He was brilliant against Palace, then he was really poor against Leicester, mm-hmm. really good against United, and then kind of other end of the spectrum against Brighton. Just to mm. go back to that original question, Gibbs White or Vitinha? Yeah, it's a to- it's a toss up, really. <laughs> I don't, I can't really. I think these next few months, kind of, you'll find out the answer to that question. Sure, and Vit- uh, Vinagra or Aitnuri? I'd probably say Aitnuri. Um, but yeah, Vinagra's had a had a fall from grace, really mm. going to going to Fermalice. I mean, I, you know, now I don't mean to be too disrespectful to them, but 13th in the Portuguese league, yeah. barely played a minute to Olympiacos. This was a player that, a couple of years ago we thought could really be the long term answer for Wolves. Absolutely, a, a, yeah. A left wing back. I thought he was brilliant at one point, um, but now he's you know in the same kind of boat as Leonardo Campagna and, mm-hmm. and Bruno Jordão, who were you know a, a a few year, a few years younger, have not, you know, got anywhere near the kind of senior experience he has. So uh, yeah, I mean, hopefully he can get his career back on track. But um, either way, I don't think, you know, he, I don't think he's coming back to Wolves mm. in the long term. Uh, famous last words because we said the same about Petrone. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'll probably take out Nuri over Vinagra. In, in yeah, let's kind of comment on Morgan Gibbs away. Um, Especially with, I mean, it was the perfect landing spot for him on loan at Swansea and he was going to come back in for the remainder of the season and play pretty much, I'm sure, every game when he was fit and healthy and, and being the main man and, and getting that kind of game time that I think all Premier League clubs dream of when they let their their stars go on you know, on loan and, and they would have thought about this move very, very carefully and we've spoken a lot about Swansea and the connections they've got an England level, England youth level and it's been a perfect move for him. What I would say is, I don't, I'm not sure whether Wolves would jeopardise that just to bring Morgan Gibbs White back and sit on the bench. He's going to get an yeah. opportunity in this side, isn't he? Yeah, he is, yeah. And as I say, if you're going to play that 4-2-3-1, I think he's just as good an option as, as Vitinho. And a, I mean, I'd perhaps even ed- edge him over him because I think mm-hmm. he's got more of a, you know, perhaps even more of a point to prove. So, uh, yeah, it's... Uh, they, they, they would have thought about that carefully because he would have pretty much, as soon as he was back fit, would have been playing every week at Swansea. You yeah. know, they, they, they're in the market now for a number 10. They need a replacement for him. 
So, um, yeah, you've got to think that he's been brought back with the idea not to just make up the numbers, but I think same with Cotrone, but to, to play games and to actually have a chance in the team now. Yeah, uh, right, we'll have to race through these, Joe. Uh, Ted says, uh, given the statement regarding lack of significant transfer activity this month, how does this tally with Nuno's comments that they were looking to do business? Well, Nuno said he wanted to rebalance the squad. Because mm-hmm. um, he, he, I mean, he, he can speak in riddles, can't he, at times? Nuno. Yeah. Um, he said they wanted to rebalance the squad uh, with a striker. Then, after Brighton, he said, you know, the solutions are inside of the squad. And I know he said stuff like that before, but then... You know, they said the solutions are here with us. Then they recall both Gibbs White and Catrone. So, you know, I, I think from what from what you know we've been told, didn't you know it's not going to be a big money month. And I wrote that um, earlier this week. And I don't think you know, especially with these two coming back, it's it kind of decreases the chance of that even more so now. Um, but if they if they're looking at it in a few more weeks, maybe. Now, fingers crossed, touch wood, it doesn't happen. But if they have any more injuries in, in the coming weeks or Gibbs-White and Catrone really aren't up to scratch, then then they, then they revisit it in the final weeks of the window. But um, it looks like it looks like being a fairly quiet month, really. And I, I'd imagine, you know, we said it before the month and kind of stressed it again. I think if, if there is one that will come in, it will be one and done. But it, mm-hmm. even with, with uh, Catrone uh, being recalled now, even getting... A new striker in looks uh, looks less likely now, really. Yeah. Um, Poco asks uh, of all the players that are injured, who are Wolves missing the most? And we've answered that. Poco in, in Leander Dendonka, I think he's been absolutely huge, and, and or, or hopefully jo- he'll or be Johnny. Yeah. Jo- or Johnny. Yeah. Or yeah. Johnny. Or Raúl. Where you going? There's so oh, many yeah, significant you players. Can, you, can, you can make a case for all of them. They're, they're yeah. all they're all missed. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Uh, Reggie, uh, do you think Nuno's fine uh, for his comments against Lee Mason is a bit harsh or warranted? So Nuno was fined £25,000 as of yesterday. Yeah. Uh, I think that's fair enough, to be honest. I mean, I was a little yeah. bit fearful that he might he might end up getting a ban or a suspended ban. So I think the heavy fine is probably probably what we what we expected, Joe. Yeah, and especially after doubling down on his comments. <laughs> yes, he did. Yeah, you know, he didn't miss it, about, um, did he? Apologised for the timing, but not, the, but not for what he said. Um, I think... Yeah, some fans are, are are not happy with what's happened, but I think you know, look at the positive. He's not got a touchline ban or anything like that, and I think you now for such a kind of prolonged um, outburst, really, he, he could have risked that. But I think ultimately, it's, it's his first misdemeanor, really, with the, mm-hmm. the FA, and that's coming to account. But had it been his second or third or something like that, had he had a checkered past, then maybe he would have had a, 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 a had a ban as well. So I think ultimately, considering all the things that go on, it's probably. Probably fair enough, to be honest. I'll stick these two questions together, David Gannon. After Brighton last week, Nuno said we have to find solutions from within. Does that mean no flagship signing this window? George Brown asks, thoughts on the current squad we have available right now? Who could actually be a realistic target? Any truth in the young striker from Ajax? So George kind of asking, you know, he's, he's kind of maybe asking that it's, there's still... still business to be had. Uh, and David says, you know, does that mean that we, we're not going to sign anyone in January? Well, it, as I say, it looks less likely now, it, uh, and it seemed like a case that they'd have a have a look what's out there, then get Katrani back. But they've done it the other way around. They've got Katrani back, and you know the onus is on is on him now. Um, I mean, something to maybe take into account. While the club won't necessarily outright say it, but it's kind of the financial fair play from UEFA that came in um, last year. 
Um, it was something that they couldn't really necessarily avoid because if you spend money to get up and then qualify for Europe, you're, you're pretty likely to fall foul of the of the UEFA break-even rules. But um, you know, they, they they can't just spend willy-nilly. You know, as much as we'd like to see it, and we know that Fausen have got spending power and they've got money in the bank, they can't just spend it on anyone. Um, and I mean, even though they spent money in the summer, they did end up kind of breaking even, didn't they, in, in sales. Um, I think there it does come a come a time when they've got to push the boat out a bit more, but I think that's the I think that's the summer. I think that's when you've got proper uh, markets and and teams are being more open to selling players. Ultimately, if you're going to get somebody in January, it's going to be somebody who's not playing somewhere for some sort of reason. You're not going to get a star player from a team of from of, of a higher standing or really of an equal standing. You'll get a star player from a division below or something like that. But you, anybody who we've proven experience is going to be somebody who's, for one reason or another, not playing. So um, they, they've got they've got Catrone, who's got a put who's got a point to prove, and um, ideally, I think I'd want to see one one or two just to kind of bulk out the squad. I, f- I feel like the, the squad is very short, but that's how Nuno operates and that's his style, and he, he's not going to deviate from that. So uh, yeah, I think it, if there is one, then it's one and done. Um, Mark Evans, do Fosin regret not using the break of fans at stadiums as a perfect opportunity to redevelop the stadium further? I mean, look, Mark, I, mean, I think we've, we've spoken about this before, but you can't just... I mean, every coronavirus took everybody by surprise, and I think that, yes, if they knew this was coming, then they could have redeveloped parts of the stadium, but um, at the same time, well, there was a ban on construction anyway at, the, at one point, but you, you need months, weeks, years to, to plan this and, and to get, you know okays from all the way around so you can't just even though yeah it's a lovely time to redevelop but from within but you need to find the work you need to plan and you need to you need to know when this this time's coming i think it's it's very difficult to to say oh you could knock down the steeple and start redeveloping it that's just you can't do it can you no and if you do it and then you've got a 50 i don't know 50 40 000 you know stadium i mean i don't think there'll be a massive drop off but i think all of this will have impacted some people, you know, kind of post coronavirus. Are people going to be as willing to? Will there be a fifty thousand fan base? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or, mm-hmm. I think that's something to take into account. You know, if would they be almost doing all the work for, you know, to, to kind of have a have an, an emptier stadium with ten thousand free seats? I mean, there's nothing worse than that, is there? When you see, you know, an Arsenal stadium not full or a or a or a Man City. I mean, you, you see. It, Time and time again, didn't you? Thousands and thousands of seats are free. Um, yeah, just let's just focus on trying to get back into Molyneux and get get the twenty eight, thirty thousand, whatever it is at the moment, filled. To be honest, and uh, and enjoying that for what it is, because you know, all, all while they'd like to have developed it, and it's still a pretty special stadium, and there's not there's not many others like it. It's got character, it, it, and when it's and when it's loud, it's loud. And uh, I think it's just a case of, you know, the, this time has put things into perspective and a bit sometimes be a bit appreciative of, of what you've got. And uh, Molyneux is still a fantastic stadium. There's so many people just asking whether, whether, you know, there's going to be another striker that's going to come in. <clears throat> Nuno might answer this in, you know, in, in the press comments coming up, but at the same time, I'd be surprised if he does. To be honest, the way that the way that he is, you know, I think they always look for options and solutions, etc. But Patrick's obviously come in. I'm sure he'll talk Patrick up as well, and it'd be interesting to see what he's got to say about Catroni. 
Um, so we might know we might know a little bit more about that uh, in the next half an hour or so. Dan Wallace says, "How come the majority of Wolves loaned out players never work out?" Um, it, it, it's 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 a good point. I guess Wolves have a really certain way of playing and a really kind of ingrained way of playing free at the back. Well, not so much now, but free at the back, kind of work on shape, 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 Nuno, Nuno style. And perhaps it takes a bit of a while to, to get that drilled out of them and trying to adjust to something else. Um, I, I would say before that loans previously have been seen as, as that's it, you're done. You know, if, you, if you're being sent out on loan by Wolves, you're being sent out with the idea of perhaps impressing, get a few million quid for you at the end of it, and job job's a good one, but you're not coming back. It's changed a little bit now, and uh, injuries have forced their hand. And this with Katrani is the first real second chance, uh, you know, a reprieve. I mean, you could kind of liken the same situation to Gibbs White, but I think I think always the idea was for him to impress and come back. You know, the, such is the belief that they had in him. But with Katrana, he was gone with the idea of that he was gone for good. And um, very, very, very different situation. Very change of, of tack, really, for Nuno. And a player that he didn't really, you know, think was part of the picture. He's now back and he's given another, another crack of the whip. And, uh, yeah, I'm just excited to see how he does. And I think spoken to him a few few times Katrani, very limited English, but a really nice guy and and uh, very smiley, very happy and he can you want him to succeed. He, he's obviously very great breakthrough at Milan. He's had a tough few years where he's never really found his footing anywhere. Hopefully these next few months and the next couple of years, whether it in the long term he's with Wolves or not he can really kind of get his career back going because he seems like a good guy and he, he's got something as well. You know, that, that, let's make no mistake, he, he's got some of the about him, he's got the work rate, he's got the passion, he's got ability and hopefully he can unlock all of those and uh, really start to get his career back going. Okay, we've been positive about Cotroni so far. I've got a couple of uh, a couple of questions uh, on the negative side, then Joe. So, which I think is fine to balance it. Opinion, yeah, you know, some people aren't going to be. Some people are not going to be happy about this uh, this move. So, uh, Wayne McKee and, and Ben Stack are we both them back to back? Wayne says, "Don't care how the club put a spin on bringing back Cotroni. Shows a lack of ambition, desperation. Bringing players back that have proved are not good enough. Only positive we should stay up." Uh, change my mind and tell me something positive, he says. Uh, and Ben Stack says, Nuno is so big on player discipline and buy into his ideas that I struggle to see him being enthusiastic about bringing back someone like Catroni, who we were led to believe doesn't have a great attitude. Is there any danger this isn't Nuno's call or it undermines him a bit? So two, you know, two mm. two interesting viewpoints to from from the other side of things, and we welcome that as well, Joe. I'd say on the Nuno kind of thing, it would be if he didn't want him back, he wouldn't have him back. Uh, Nuno has that control, you know, has that level of control. Final say, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'd say so, definitely. And if and if he didn't if he didn't want, to, want him back, he wouldn't have him back. I mean, we've seen Nuno kind of run the rule over players before and decide that they're not kind of, you know, it, it, as I say, I said at the start, you know. It might be a big word, but it is a desperate time for Wolves, all these injuries. Uh, and it's it's something that they haven't encountered before. It's a season much different to anything else that they've faced. 
and it calls for it calls for desperate measures, and and Katrona is the beneficiary of that. And he's a guy back to it. He's a, he's a player with a point to prove. It might turn out that he's that he's not good enough, but at least it's at least worth giving a go. I think, you know, rather than if you don't try, you'll never know, dears. And mm-hmm. the, there was a, there was a few games where he looked he looked all right. He, I think. He didn't benefit from the fact that he was in Jimenez's shadow, and you know Jimenez and him didn't really blend, did they, as a partnership? I remember a few games that they played together; it didn't, just didn't work. I think they were perhaps a little bit too similar in some in some respects. But um, I, it's all you can say is that you got to wish him luck. I think you know it, it, it's his chance. And Wolves, yeah, you could say it's a lack of ambition, but I think, as I said, the financial fair play and just spending money for the sake of spending money is is worth factoring into accounts as well. I think you get a lot more uh, value, and not not value in terms of being cheap, but in terms of getting proper bang for your buck in summer windows. And I think that is the true acid test. You know, if 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 they don't go out in the summer. And really strengthen, then I think they're open for criticism. I, I really do. I think that you know the time will have come that they've had three seasons in the Premier League, that they've finished you know seventh in two of them. That we'll see how this season pans out. But the summer is the true acid test of where they really want to go and really push the boat out. Do we really want to kind of break that break that top six? Um, but for now, I, I do think it's a sensible move bringing Contrano back because yeah, if they, if they, sorry, sorry, Joe, go on. But he could go out. He could go somewhere else and start banging in the goals, and they think, "Oh God, if, if only we'd have given him another chance." So I, I think ultimately, it's, you know, you, you, you you've got to give him a go, and we'll see how it goes out. It might be it might be a poor decision in the end, but that's that's a that's a risk you got to take sometimes. Yeah, someone someone I think uh, emailed or tweeted me and Tim last night saying, you know, when do when do we start panicking about lack of signings? And I, and I said at the end of the summer transfer window because yeah. I think that's a massive that's a massive acid test. And and look, if if they you got you got to say it's been disappointing some of the recruitment that's happened recently. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's, a, it's a long this is a long time. You know, football's a long time, and we've got to forget the likes of well, not forget, but you know, the likes of Jota and Bolly and Neves and all these deals that they they got off the line, which were fantastic at the time. But they've had, they've had some poor recruitment, and they'll yeah. never admit that. But it has been very disappointing. And you know, when you've got the likes of George Mendes in there, then you know sometimes you're going to have to suck up a little bit, and you're going to have to you know you can't just take 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 take. You're going to have to give a little bit, as we have seen. Um, but but look, that that is that is a it's a big summer for Wolves. It's a big summer. It's not a big January. It's a yeah. big summer. It is a big summer. Um, we've got a few more questions, Joe. Very quick answers because we've got we've got to preview Palace quickly before we go. Um, and we've also got to get on a Zoom call with uh, with a man himself. Cosa, <laughs> uh, are we are we fi- are we a find grow and sell club? No, no, I don't, don't think they're quite in that bracket yet. I mean, if if. Um... You know, we obviously seen it with, with Jota and, and Doherty to an extent, but they did have him, had him for ten years, so they did get the worth out of him, if you like. Even though the the, the end fee was disappointing for many of us, um, it, it, if the, the summer again is the, the acid testing in terms of that. If they if they sell a few players and don't really replace them, then I think you can put them in that bracket. But um, yeah, the summer is the true acid test because I don't think they've had a real standout window since the summer of twenty eighteen. I think. Would be the one where they got Bolly in permanently, they got Jota in permanently, they signed Jimenez, they got Patricio, they got Matinho. 
that is the best window that they've had in the last few years. And um, that is that is a few years ago now. So, um, yeah, the summer is, is the big acid test. Dan Burgess, do you think Morgan's White, if he doesn't play this season, will go back on loan next season, or do you think he's here to stay? He's got. He's still... I mean, he extended his contract, so he's until 2023 or possibly four 2023 I think mm-hmm. um, I don't know whether he, he, he doesn't do it this season maybe they could still cash in at a de- decent price in the summer young player homegrown I think and he's done well at Swansea NT his stock's yeah. risen from a value point you would have thought whether yeah. they want to you know out- loan him again to to have another season where he absolutely kills the championship for a season long and, that, and then improve his value further or, or not you know it, it'll be is one to he can determine that more. Gibbs White by the way, you know how he plays in the next six months. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, My, Miles George Mendes is he dam- is damaging the club? Agree or disagree? Uh, I mean, I, I, the the signings of the summer. I've not been convinced by Samedo. Um You know, I, I, he's not been brilliant. I, I don't think you look at the window of the summer yet and can say it's been, it's been a success something might change in the next few months and these players might really start to show what they're about but I think he you know, looks something of a missed opportunity really and um, you know the, I, I'm not con- you know, overly convinced by their summer business um, it, I think the, again I know it might sound like a little bit of a cop but the acid test will be of the summer and whether they are reliant uh, uh, kind of on Mendes links or whether they really kind of branch out and start to kind of buy players with proven records, I think that's I think that's the more bigger thing now is that rather than getting young players and you know a few of them, I think the onus is on really on two or three big big kind of established quality of some sort. You know what I mean? Maybe it changes a bit of a change attack from from Nuno and and and, and even the hierarchy to an extent. But I think there comes a time when You've, you've laid the foundations, you've had three years of, of really solid work in the Premier League, the time comes to really kind of have a real go for it, and um, the summer's the time, I think. Okay, good stuff. Last couple of questions. Oh, here we go. Matt Hackett says, Desert Island, pizza or pasta? Pizza without a second force. Really? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I tell you what, I mean, this healthy eating kick of mine, the only thing that I've been craving, I don't know why, is a huge, massive serving of spaghetti bolognese. Garlic bread, spaghetti bolognese, massive shoveling it into you. Just, oh, the spaghetti. You can't be a good shaving all the mozzarella on the top. Shavings of mozzarella in your mouth. Mozzarella, parmesan, mate. It's entail a bit of parmesan rather than mozzarella. Oh, Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, got it mixed up, I hope, but whatever. You got it mixed have up. It's okay, bless have, you, mate. Have mozzarella, have parmesan, have red Leicester, Wensley Dale, oh, I don't care. Have, have red Leicester, Leicester, better than Ryan Leicester. All right. All right. Okay, uh, let's go on. Uh, let's move on. Right, okay. It's, uh, it's Crystal Palace against Wolverhampton Wanderers. Uh, very exciting game in the FA Cup third round. Dish, maybe. Well, it's a game of football. Look, we we're just happy that there's football still continuing yeah. um, in the, in this crazy world that we live in, Joe. So, look, we are very thankful, and look, from our mental health point of view, you know, this, this, it's, it's, we're delighted to work. To be honest, I know we're very yeah. in a very fortunate position, and everybody would want to 
to go to this game because it's a game of football and I want to see Wolves live. So, you know, I can't take the P too much. Um, priority list, it's, it's not it's not massive, the FA Cup. Or is it, Joe? Is it? Because if Wolves are going nowhere, mid-table, let's say, I know a few people think they might get, you know, put into a relegation battle. I'd, I'd be absolutely stunned if that's the case. So let's say, you know, we, we've talked about mid-table. Then should they be going with their best possible side for the people who are fit? And go and win this game and get a bit of a run in the cup. Is that is that the the only route to Europe this season, Joe? Yeah, possibly. I, I, well, I, I don't think there's really much scope to change it that much. The team. No, there's not really. No, I mean, oh, we're not to Sawi. I'm, I'm sure he's, he's going to get a start. And, I, and I've got to say probably. a little bit, which I forgot to mention about. Oh, gutting! I was gutted for the lad. We all saw the miss that that he had. You know, great cost by Traore in the 93rd minute. I, you know, you could see that in front of the fans. And if it was a 4-3 winner in the the last minute, that's what dreams are made of. Unfortunately, Owen Otisawi will be thinking about that every time he goes to bed, every time he wakes up. And 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 he's a young lad, and he's he's a really good player. And I'm excited about Owen Otisawi. And I think he's he's probably one that would come into this team. Team, hopefully against Crystal Palace and, and and probably hopefully put a few ghosts to bed because uh, it's it's everybody was was and I think it was great you know with all the vitriol on Twitter these days that I think every every person to a man really got behind him and and felt for him even though you know he you know that was an extra two points and and I'm sure. 100 times out of 100 in training he'll put that chance away so so someone like that I think will come in. Um, and and for me, that's 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 making the team stronger. Yeah, I think he'll come in. I think Silver plays again up front. Um, you know, I think Neto will still play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think Traore probably still plays. Okay. Um, and then I think you look at I think you look at the foot the wing backs. Ain't Nuri probably plays again. I think Hoover maybe maybe Hoover. And then in the middle of the park, Otaseri with with either one of Martinho or Neves. Um, and then you know probably probably still Vitinha in the hole, but okay. Um, yeah. Kilman, uh, Kilman play for you. Kilman, Sais. Oh, I don't know. Mate. It's whether they go three, three or three or four at the back. Isn't it? It's so hard to predict. Well, Ruddy. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I think maybe Ruddy, maybe Ruddy sighting, or do like you think that whole... maybe this is the time to to really go for it from the FA Cup and, and that Patricio does play? Maybe. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's hard, it's hard. It's always hard with Nuno and Cups, but ultimately, considering the shape of the squad and the the amount of bodies he's got available, I don't think there is. You know, it's not going to be what we've seen in the Carabao and ten, eleven changes because that just mm. isn't possible. Um, but with the FA Cup, it is a it is a chance to to even if you obviously you haven't got the fans to enjoy the ride this time around, which is obviously such, such a shame. But it is a chance to build momentum. I mean, the the, the run in the league hasn't been good at all. And a win over Palace, even if it's just that, and the and the run in the cup doesn't really go go anything beyond that. It's a chance to get back going in the league, and it, it's 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 a chance to to get back on the horse, get get that winning feeling again. And there's a lot to be said about that after the month that Wolves have had. So I'd like to see them go for it against Palace. I think Palace will make changes as well, and um, it, it's a it's a decent opponent. I think they'll both kind of rotate. But I, I, I fancy Wolves. I, I, feel, I feel, I'm feeling quite good about it. I feel like they'll, they'll, they'll go, go and go and win this game and and set themselves up nicely for you know a, a couple of big games. Yeah, I mean, Palace got some decent players, and if they do go pretty strongish, they've, they've got some really good players. In you know, we saw Eze's individual wonder goal. I think uh, uh, I think it was last Sunday as well when um, 
when they, when they played or whenever the same day was Brighton it was just before the Wolves game uh, you know Patrick van Arnhold has been out the side uh, he's lost his place to, to Mitchell so you might see him again uh, Batshuayi you know uh, AU Benteke I mean they've got some good players mate so you know Wolves will have to play well to to get through this game I'm just delighted it's at Molyneux I'm sure Nuno is as well the last thing they want to be doing is going to Palace in this current environment and going into London so the fact that they've got it and that they have to come up to Wolves I think is a uh, is a is a big bonus, mate. I, I, let's let's finish off with um with a prediction then. It's Wolves. It's Crystal Palace. Can we have a prediction, Mister Joe Edwards? Two 0 Wolves. Two 0 Wolves. I thought I'd lost you there. You're a little bit little bit too long of a break, but I'll take that. Two 0 Wolves. Yeah, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say two one Wolves. I think they get through it. Uh, it'd be nice to have a little cup run, mate. Um. Thank you for doing. I've enjoyed yeah. it. One hour and nine minutes. But there's so much to talk about. There really is. Um, and hopefully we've covered most of the bases today. Uh, if we haven't, then please uh, tweet us or whatever and I'll try, we'll try and get it back to you. But um, like I say, it's, it's never dull in Wolverhampton, mate. Uh, but hopefully everybody has a great weekend. Hopefully five... Hopefully they'll get, get three points or five points. Hopefully get a win into the fourth round. By the way, the fourth and the fifth round are getting drawn together, I think, I believe, on Monday, uh, which could be an interesting one. But um, hopefully get through in the cup and then and then we will uh, we'll not speak to you before Everton on Tuesday, but we'll definitely have a podcast between Everton. And of course, that big one, that big one, that big three points against West Brom and Big Sam. Looking forward to that one, mate. Uh, have a great weekend, everyone, from me. Joe, take care. Bye-bye!